I'm having a phenomenal day here on the Phenomenal Business Growth Podcast. My name is Jim Clout, the host of the program. John Torres is joining me today, an Inner Circle member, a recent one to the group. Welcome to the Inner Circle and welcome to the program, John. Thanks for having me, Jim. I'm uh, happy to be here. It is great to have you here. We're going to talk about the Inner Circle and Howard Partridge and Phenomenal, but first I want to talk about Club Clean Talk about how you started the business. But before that, explain what you do and then get into your story because it's fascinating on how you got your first customer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, Club Cleans, the name of our business. We're about an hour outside Chicago and uh, we're a janitorial services firm. Uh, we've been in business for about five and a half years now uh, in this area. And, and interestingly enough, we, I moved to the area with with my wife and family, uh, kind of uprooted from the the mid Atlantic. We were living in Maryland at the time, and, and it was for a completely different business. We were going to partner with a friend and open a franchise um, for actually ice cream and fudge uh, in Chicago. We were going to be right across from Wrigley Field, and and having been a a baseball player in college and beyond, I was excited of of that opportunity to be right across from the Cub Stadium. So that's what initially got us out here. And I had a couple of real estate investments, a um, couple of multifamilies in Chicago um, and in Maryland at the time. So when we moved, and this is 2018 timeframe, I was thinking I'm going to be this real estate mogul. I'm going to have this this you know franchise kill, killing it over in Wrigleyville, and it wasn't a, a couple of months after um, our relocation that I realized none of that was going to happen. And um, unfortunately, uh, my my first ever entrepreneurial venture as an adult was my my real estate investing company, and I was buying and flipping homes and I had some rental properties, and it was too early, but I uh, for for me to sustain this. But I trusted the wrong contractor with too many of my properties, um, and um, two months after I moved over here, um, he he gave me a call, or I gave him a call because progress was slowing, updates weren't coming. I saw that that was an issue, and, and when I show up in Baltimore to check in on my projects and how things are going with him. Um, I learned he was filing for bankruptcy and and kind of left me holding the bag because I had already given him um, like over 50 grand to essentially get going on these few projects. And so um, it, at that time, it was way too big of a hit for me to take uh, and I had to swallow it. And thankfully, I was able to find new contractors and and negotiate things with with various partners that I had. So I didn't foreclose on any of the properties that I had. But uh, needless to say, I didn't make money on them. And and so when I came, you know, came back from my short trip and disappointing trip to Baltimore, um, I realized that uh, I wasn't going to continue that journey. Um, but at least I had the franchise. And so fast forward a couple months, we're uh, I've got my Franchise agreement signed. We've we've visited corporate, got sign off from them. Everything's looking good with our our partner who was going to do it with us, and uh, and we have an LOI uh, agreed upon with the landlord of the space. I mean, it was looking good. Um, and then all of a sudden, we when we're getting close to actually signing the lease agreement, 
the landlord starts to pick apart all the things that we sell at that shop and saying, oh, you can't sell that and you can't sell that and you can't sell that because of exclusions um, that other tenants already had in place. And and unfortunately, they were picking up at things that were pretty vital for us to sell if we were going to survive in that spot. Uh, and so our partner and I, we're both uh, men of faith. We, we just kind of came together and said, I don't I don't think we have peace about this. Um, and, and we, we mutually agreed and, and decided, yeah, this, this, this isn't the right opportunity anymore. And we had to back off of it. Um, but here's the problem. <laughs> I had relocated from Maryland to, uh, uh, to Northwest Indiana for these opportunities. Uh, and now none of them were working out. And so I kind of went back to the drawing board and, and I was wondering what now? Um, I, I really felt going you know, going into this season that um, that I was being led by God into this season with my wife, unity with her and and, and that we were we were all on the same page about what this was going to look like. And so for all the things that um, we were hoping were going to happen, not happening that way, uh, it really left me in this what's going on <laughs> uh, place in my life. And so I had this temporary job that I was working just to hold me over. But it was miserable because I I knew it was dead end and I wasn't the reason I was there. I knew I was meant to be an entrepreneur. And I happened to be, um, um, when I was in the D.C. area, Maryland area, uh, I happened to to start an LLC in the cleaning business and I subcontracted work to uh, one of the first real estate contractors I ever had. And, and it was about 10 buildings or so. And it made me... A decent, super passive. Uh, I mean, I did next to no work to to get him to do the stuff that he had to do every month. And man, um, I was getting checks from that, and so I was making somewhere around twelve grand a year, and I was probably working one, you know, one hour a year on that. And so while it was really low on the totem pole of focus for me, um, I'm now, you know, fast forward in this whole new season, whole new state, and. Um, and I'm asking God, um, what, where do I turn? What do I do now? Uh, I have a family to provide for, and, and this job I'm doing, I'm, I'm at, is just not going to cut it. Well, I, I was brought to the the parable where Jesus feeds the five thousand, and I think even people who who aren't uh, really familiar with with scripture or, or have at least heard of that multiplying of the fish and the loaves. And, and there's one phrase in one of the gospels where he says. Um, specifically, it calls out how Jesus told the disciples to pick up the fragments. Um, and that became my new prayer. Uh, I really felt like I needed to start praying that for myself. Um, and, and I was asking, what are the fragments in my life that I'm stepping on and not even recognizing? Um, and, um, and, and sure enough, the super passive thing that I had going, and it was, it was what I actually, after moving, I was already in the Chicago area. I had received a check still from them and that work. Um, and, and it was several thousand dollars. Um, and it came to mind during these prayers. You know, it had been months since I received a check, but but it, I was in a new space in my head and, and in my life and it came to mind. And so I was like, maybe there's something there. It's it's the one thing that actually has worked since I've moved. And I'm sitting in this office at this temporary job I'm at and, and I'm like a assistant manager, you know, it's, it's pretty low level, but one of the employees 
was sitting in the office with me. He he actually should have been outside at the booth where he was supposed to be stationed, but he he turns over and he says, "Hey, I see you you work on business and stuff. You you seem pretty entrepreneurial." And 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 I'm I admittedly I had low respect for him because his worth ethic was on the floor. Um he had he had, he really was uh was one of those guys who the union was helping keep him around because nothing he was doing was actually uh, assisting that. Um, and I was like, yeah, I, I am. And I just kind of got back to work and kind of ignored him. And then he says, I used, I used to own a business and I kind of look over at him. I was like, yeah, okay, sure. And I got back to what I was doing and he says, it was a janitorial business. And then I turn and say, huh? He doesn't know that I'm thinking about the cleaning business and that, you know, what I've been praying and, and talking about. And so now my antenna, if they weren't already, they're definitely up now. And then he says, yeah, me and my fiance, we had, I was almost going to quit this job. We had it for about a year and a half. We had like 30 banks. We were making about 30 grand a month. And I'm thinking to myself, you've got to be kidding me. If this guy can do it, I yeah. can definitely yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that was literally the start of what got me into um, commercial cleaning. And uh, and I remember the when I really committed, this is the path I'm going to take. I had a cold calling job at one point in my life. And I said, I, I was able to set appointments for that. So let me try it. And so I, I literally Google banks in my area. And the only reason I picked banks is because this guy was able to get 30 of them. I couldn't get at least one. And and I start calling them one by one. And I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, I don't know who I'm supposed to speak with. I don't even know exactly what I'm selling because um, I, I didn't really have a, a business um plan or, or had, I wasn't really in this business before. I had just kind of formed an LLC and then subbed out work to someone else one time. And I get to the very last bank. You know, I started with a W. So it's the last one on the list. I've been calling for maybe two hours. And the lady's like, actually, I was just thinking about having a cleaning company come out. Um, and I said, well, well really? Um, like, how's two o'clock? And she actually invited me out and I go and and it's this small bank in a, in a store. And she says, yeah, we're looking to strip and wax these floors. Can you do that for us? Um, mind you, I had never stripped and waxed ever in my life. I said, yeah, absolutely. I can do that. <laughs> never say no, John. Never no, say no. No. Um, and so I, I scheduled the job for a week out. And that whole week, I'm literally YouTubing how to strip and wax floors. I'm going to the janitorial supply house locally. The guy is teaching me how to use the machine in the back of the warehouse and like letting me know what chemicals I need. Um, and, and I try to get some, some helpers to do this job, um, through Craigslist. And, you know, wouldn't you know, they didn't show up. So I end up, you know, doing it took me seven hours, but I did it myself, uh, one night we, into the wee hours of the morning and I made almost a thousand bucks on it. And I thought to myself, one day work. Seven grand, or uh, I made a thousand bucks in in seven hours. I think there's something here, and so so that was literally the start. It took me about four months to get uh, from there to get my first reoccurring commercial account. But uh, but needless to say that that was the that was the initial reason I got in and um and that first client. John, how long ago was that? That was the summer of 2018. 2018 and recently you've become an inner circle member mm -hmm. at phenomenal business coaching why now with phenomenal what took you so long 
Uh, well, um, I I actually I want to say it took a good two years, two and a half years, but um, we figured a few things out. I mean, uh, that first account I ended up getting a few months later, um, we it was a seven day a week account. I, there's no way I was going to do it myself, um, and so I hired a team immediately, uh, and then went back to you know still cleaning, of course, but. I was able to spend a good deal of time finding new accounts and and uh, trying to work on the business instead of in it. Mm. And, and at the time, I was part of a cleaning specific mastermind that that helped me with a lot of the nuts and bolts of this industry specifically. Um, but uh, over the course of this last year, there there were definitely some uh, some learning lessons that we took as a team, and we we grew substantially over the last couple of years. Um, and our you know our team is is fluxed between 35 and 50 people uh, over the last 12 months and uh, and with that there comes a whole host of, of of things that you need to put in place or or refine that were okay when you had 10 people that just aren't okay when you have 30 40 50 people um and and right right as we're in the throes of uh, of adjusting uh, some of our approaches to that so we can continue to to grow and just be healthy as a team and thinking kind of long term um Anita one of the phenomenal business coaching uh, franchisees who I had a relationship with through um through some other connection years ago had reached out out of the blue and um and so we reconnected and she introduced me to Howard and Howard was was kind enough to hop on a zoom actually with me a guy he had never met uh, met or heard before and uh, and the conversation with the three of them mutually um, let me know that this was this was actually what my team needed in this mm-hmm. phase of the business um, because uh, un- unlike a lot of other masterminds I've been a part of or coaching programs and I've been a, and I've been part of a few this one really invites in the whole team it, it isn't just one person who signed up. Um, I mean, my my managing partner comes, my office manager has come. I brought my daughter to one of the live events, um, and, and it was it was thrilling for her. So uh, the the fact that my entire team gets to benefit from the resources and the weekly calls and all of that uh, that really was this I would say the selling point for me, um, and has been huge because then it even gives us. Uh, things to focus on and and circle around week to week as a team because we all have been going through the same material and part of the same calls. Um, so so that's that's what got me in. Uh, you know, I give a shout out to Anita there and and you know definitely the the personal touch that the, that Howard gave early on was uh, was a big factor of that as well. Anita's got a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah, she is a natural encourager. If if you're feeling down, you get around her, you won't be feeling down for very long. Absolutely. So you were introduced to Howard on a Zoom call and you couldn't help but be attracted to the whole phenomenal thing. I mean, how could you not, right? Agreed. Yeah. I mean, and I've been a fan of Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn and, and guys like yeah. that. And so his, not not just the fact that he's associated with them, but knowing that it really is, is part of, um, his everyday vernacular and that he lives by a lot of these principles. Um, it certainly helps with the, the comfortability when you just, you just don't know you've been part of coaching before and, you know, you've been through this and it just seemed like I can, I think I can see this being a really good asset. 
Absolutely. So quick story for you, John. I met Howard about 15 or 16 years ago, and the first Inner Circle conference I went to, guess who was on stage? Zig Ziglar. No so way. Zig's on stage, and after his talk, which was phenomenal, he was in the back of the room signing books, and I got to introduce myself and thank him for everything he had done for me over the decades, because for years I would listen to him in my car and he was encouraging to me. And he basically told me through the tapes and CDs I was listening to, to quit my job and become an entrepreneur. Now, he'd probably never say that to my face, but that's what I heard. He encouraged me. And, he, you know, you said something interesting a little while ago. And you said, if that guy can do it, I can do it too. And that's how I felt about Zig Ziglar because Zig would talk about when he started out selling and Zig had failed in some of the things he had done. He wasn't a failure, but he failed at some of the things along the way. And he's from a small town in Mississippi and the whole story. And I'm like, if this guy can do it, I can do it. And so same type of story. And really the moral of the story, I think, is anybody can do almost anything they set their minds to. Don't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm actually learning that at, from a different vantage point right now. Um, an another thing that attracted me, I think, to this community was uh, the focus of leadership and development of leaders, leaders as well. Um, and and I I've always kind of seen myself as as a leader in in various aspects, you know, captain of the baseball team or a leader of of some something at my church, or obviously being a father and a husband. I, I've you know held management and senior management roles and stuff, but th there's a very there's a very distinct difference between a leader who is a leader because they perform well, and so their performance kind of puts them in certain seats. And then a leader who who has a focus of developing people who will perform well and them being the ones that are shining bright. And so the focus actually isn't on that leader, but the people that they're surrounded with and, and investing into. Um, and I think um, I think one of the one of the really important things in this season for me personally and in our company um, is b becoming that kind of leader and um, and being okay with the folks around me outshining me because at the end of the day, sure. I don't think we're going to get to where we need to get to as a company if if I'm the one that's shining the brightest. Um, and, and so the combination of the team being able to enjoy these resources, some of the leadership uh, focus and development that's available here um, is, is just huge. And, and so it, I want to be the one that m people around me are saying, well, if John could do it, I know I can do it. And, and it's kind of not, not self-deprecating. It, it's more, Hey, I want to create an environment where you, you have so much faith that if you just see someone in your circle doing something or, or displaying competency somewhere you automatically believe you can too um so figuring out what that looks like right now but you know i agree so many of us and i say us because i'm included 
look at other people who appear to be doing great things and we look at them as though they're maybe superhuman or different. Maybe it's a celebrity or a really good speaker or an author or an actor or a politician. And we look at them like, wow, they're like special. But they're just people who are doing things that might be extraordinary, but, you know, we can all do extraordinary things. And I can relate so much, John, because I love to now speak on stage. I'm very comfortable in front of the camera. I've been on radio for decades, talking to millions of people over my lifetime. But when I was a child, I used to stutter and stammer. I was very shy and insecure. And no one would ever dream of little Jimmy when he was six, seven years old. Never dream he would be able to do what he's done. And it's that type of thing. Even though you don't feel good about yourself today or you don't think you can do that, you can and it's encouraging. And I bring this up because I see people who are in inner circle and how they grow and 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 how everyone there wants to help each other even though they're not all part of the same company they're part of the same organization it's a community and it's uplifting and if you want a chance to get up in front of the room and say a few words howard will let you do that so if that's something you're not so sure about and you see other people do it try it out and grow yeah no doubt I definitely sensed and and felt that at the live event as well. There's a, even though there was a couple, a few hundred people there, it it kind of felt like just one big family. It is. John, I could talk all day with you. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for the great stories. And I look forward to seeing you at the next Inner Circle Conference live event. And that next one is coming up at the end of January. Yeah. So. Will I see you there? Uh, maybe. I haven't decided yet. Yeah, it depends on, on who I... There's a couple of people on my team who I'm, I'm interested in bringing. But uh, but yeah, we have some big things happening January. So not not sure if we can, but but definitely going to be coming to another one in the next, uh, next couple of rounds. Okay. And by the way, for those of you who are viewing this, all that information will be located in the show notes of this podcast. John, once again, thanks so much for joining me today on the Phenomenal Business Growth Podcast. Thanks for having me.